Trends in technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more coming up on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company, starts now. Welcome to the cutting edge of cannabis. I'm your host, Ellis Smith, and today we're going to be speaking with Philip Harrison, principal of Durapack. Durapack is a third-generation family company specializing in packaging equipment and flexible packaging solutions. Philip is the third-generation owner of Durapack. He grew up in the packaging and automation industry and started writing software code for food and industrial packaging machines at the age of 12. Welcome, Philip. How are you? Good, Ellis. Thanks for having me. So you grew up in this industry from you were a kid on, huh? So you saw this packaging company unfold in front of your eyes. And at the age of 12, you started writing code. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, to, to, to me, it's normal. But I, I, <laughs> totally. I, I realized to the outside world how weird it is. So yeah, it was third generation. So my brother and I, uh, my brother Kevin and I, we're kind of principals in the business now. Uh, dad retired a few years ago. But yeah, I mean, we're, I think Kevin and I, let's see, I was probably like eight and he was 10 when we used to wash trucks and sweep floors. <laughs> and then um, we kind of moved into, I took the controls and software route. Kevin um, actually went to school. He got a free ride to U of M for astronautical engineering. Oh, wow. And decided he wanted to build packaging machines instead. So <laughs> kind of got like a, a kid coder and a rocket science dropout, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. you guys had this had that exposure early on. You know, I, I know a lot of kids who grew up in their family businesses, and uh, their acumen shows pretty quickly once you understand that they were exposed to this stuff so early on. So, lucky you guys! You guys were able to uh, continue with that education continuously. Yeah, we we kind of run the parental lottery, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. Yeah. So, so, so tell me, Durapack's been around three generations. How the hell did you see the opportunity to penetrate cannabis industry? Yeah, good question. So we, early on, actually, my grandfather started the company, we were heavily driven in like the automotive industry, uh, being in Detroit, it's hard to not be, you know, right. Uh, and then so our we naturally progressed into the food industry. And then when we got into food, our, our niche has always been that small entrepreneur startup to like mid-sized business, because we're a small business. So we get it, we speak the same language. Um, and we always love the energy of entrepreneurs, man. To, to me, there's there's nothing like it. So um, we don't like being a me too company. We always want to see where we can fit and solve genuine problems. And so being in the food industry, we always were working with food startups um, because our, our offering is entry level and modular in nature. So you can start off simple and kind of grow with us. Um, and then when Michigan went medical, See, that was back in 08, I think. Mm -hmm. um, on the bag side of our business, we started selling consumables to the industry. Um, and volumes were so low and medical didn't really merit, you know, the equipment side or automation. But once other states started going wreck, that's when we kind of saw an opportunity because it's, you know, because it's at the state level, the, the volumes kind of merit the small modular approach that we tend to take. Um, so it just seemed like a beautiful industry. And, you know, we were kind of following the sort of the movement for a while too. So it all, it all kind of aligned for us. I read that, um, 
on your website that you have a strong passion for designing and manufacturing cannabis packaging and equipment and cannabis pouches. Where does that passion come from? If I can ask you that. <laughs> yeah. Specifically yeah. For cannabis, you know, like yeah. that's an interesting specific that you made and not just designing these things, but specific for cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, t- twofold for us is one, uh, we're all a bunch of nerds, right? So we actually do geek out on automation and packaging equipment and awesome. Um, it, cu- culturally, that's what you'll see here. Even within, you know, over lunch, we're all showing videos of cool, YouTube concoctions and talking about Elon Musk and everything else. I love it. Yeah. So we're, we're on strictly on the automation packaging side. It's just culturally we're, we're packaging dorks, I guess you'd say. Um, and even on the consumable side, we really look into the science and problem solving side of, you know, the bags and the pouches, especially like child resistance and how important that is. Um, <clears throat> and then naturally we were just, like I mentioned, we, we kind of had a passion for the, the grassroots cannabis movement and we've been following that. Um, even before my dad retired, uh, he was following it pretty closely as well. It was a huge passion for his. So it, it was kind of like uniting two passions for us. It's like, you know, the automation and the flexible packaging side and an industry that we've been waiting to kind of come mainstream and legal. It all kind of happened at once. Thank goodness it did. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So, so you touched on uh, childproof packaging a little bit. Let's expand on that a little bit more as, you know, you guys have a specific set of products that you've been servicing different industries. Um, when, when cannabis came on, did you have to look at packaging differently or did you already have things that would fall in line and meet those standards? Yeah, good question. So there's, <clears throat> there's a surprisingly huge science to film, you know, uh, and even me before getting into packaging, to me, a bag was a bag, right? Um, but, you know, we talk about uh, OTR, oxygen transfer rate, and MVTR, moisture transfer rate, and you get into child resistance and you need strong films and how all these layers bond together. Um, so we, we had a lot of core competency around that in food, and a lot of it does carry over to cannabis. Um, but one of the big things is the child resistance. And so mm-hmm. one of the cool things for us about being both a packaging equipment manufacturer and a bag manufacturer, because we actually manufacture both in-house, is that on our bag making machine, because we have engineering and software talent and fabrication and everything in-house, we're able to modify our own equipment in-house actually pretty quickly. Wow. So. When the child resistant thing started happening, you know, typical in this industry, right? The green rush, it just got flooded with a lot of me too's and people trying to cash in. Um, and we really kind of took our time developing the child resistant and we tried out a lot of closures till we found one that we were happy with. And then the cool thing is once we found one we were happy with, the time to like implementation was really short, right? Because we, we all got in a room. Um, we actually adopted an R&D methodology from the software industry called Scrum. So we're pretty, we're pretty agile in that respect. We're able to uh, make changes pretty quick. So once we found the uh, closure, we were happy with it actually pretty quick um, and kind of meet our internal stringent quality standards around it. So you've got these big machines for kind of um, sorting and packaging and sealing things. When it comes to cannabis flour, and I, I love that I've seen these products now coming in the marketplace where you can dump 20 pounds of one strain and it'll sort it into eighths, grams, quarters, whatever it is, how much retooling had to be done there? Because I know this cannabis plant compared to your traditional stuff that you were packaging from bird food, beef jerky, the candies, granola, cereal, these things, 
cannabis is very sticky. The trichromes are a whole nother can of worms to deal with. How did you guys manage that? Even sorting with weight and understanding that you've got, you know, all these different sizes and shapes of the flower. How did you guys manage that? As to me, it seems so damn complicated. It is. And you know, our biggest barrier, to be honest, was prior to Michigan becoming a rec state. Um, we're, we're very big on doing a boatload of product testing. So um, whenever we either want to develop something or, you know, just test a, a stock machine, the first thing is to get product in bulk. Well, <laughs> that's, that's not easy, right? If, you know, if you're in a state where you can't get uh, product in bulk. So um, Canada specifically, especially the flower, does have a lot of unique requirements. It is very sticky. Um, hemp flower is a moderate mediocre replacement for testing at best, but you know, the, the stickiness and stuff, it definitely isn't near the same. So essentially what it boils down to is there's a lot of core technologies with vibratory feeding and load cell and scale technology and gentle handling that we've used in the food industry forever. That if you combine the right set of these core competencies, you actually end up with a really good flower layer. Um, that can overcome all these challenges. Um, the biggest mistake we've seen in the industry is people really trying to take an as-built, tried-and-true food machine and just drop it into in a cannabis application. Um, oh, no, I, that won't work, will it? <laughs> no, and unfortunately, a lot of people wasted a lot of money learning that hard lesson. Um, and we, we get this question a lot because, uh, you know, a purpose-built cannabis flower weigher is going to come with a different price tag than a, you know, a commodity weigher that's been used, you know, for potato chips. Right. Um, and to the untrained eye, these look to be about the same machine, but they're very, very, very different. Right. And the devil's in the details. I hate to see that people are already making those mistakes, but it's expected. People want to cut corners. And I guess uh, I'm sure you guys clean up some messes after you see these things. Yeah. And we're, to be honest, a lot of it, and I'm going to burden some of the responsibility is it's an education piece, right? So for those of us in the know, um, we need to get out and do more white papers and to help try to educate people. So they're, you know, they're not making these mistakes. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue talking with Philip Harrison. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? 
Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on cannabisradio.com. Welcome back. I've got Philip Harrison, principal of Durapack. Philip, so tell me, what are your top selling products in the cannabis and I guess hemp spaces too. I wasn't even thinking hemp, but what are your top selling products that are going into both of these markets? Yeah. One of our biggest is uh, our, our M7 pouch machine. Um, it's a, it's an entry level pre-made pouch bagger. And so the cool thing is because it works with a pre-made bag, um, you can quickly and easily go to, you know, if you've got like a CBD, even like for pets, um, we've got a system on the floor now for CBD infused pet treats. Um, you can go from a standard, more like a food looking, like stand up pouch with a zipper to maybe like a single serve gummy pack to, you know, a child resistant package for flour, um, all on the same machine with a pretty quick changeover. Um, so that, that's kind of been a flagship for us. Uh, it was one of the earlier machines when we started getting into canvas packaging that we took and modified um, specifically for cannabis. So I, I would say on the equipment side, that's probably our top seller. And then how's your reach? How many markets are you in? Are you servicing all 50 states? Are you international? How far do you guys go? Yeah, so we're we're US and Canada primarily. Um, even outside of cannabis, we're, we're, we're very service oriented. So we tend to shy away from some, you know, further global areas unless we have boots on the ground to service it. Um, but we actually just signed an agreement like four weeks ago with an establishment in Israel, actually. Um, to, to market our products to the uh, the medical industry over there. So I guess we're global. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. That makes business a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So how about sustainable packaging? You know, we are stuck on using these petroleum-based plastics and these products and um, always looking to find an alternative that is, um, you know, a little bit cleaner. I'm a tree hugging hippie, so I'm always trying to figure out these alternative options if they're available to us. What is you guys approach and take on sustainable packaging and looking at plant-based plastics, hemp-based plastics, these things as alternatives? Yeah, yeah, great question. This is one of my favorite topics. So we we have a key um, initiative company-wide to basically have um, basically green drop-in replacements to all of our flexible packaging offerings. Um, it's, we're like a year into a three-year initiative that cool. you know we've been looking at quite a while. The, the challenge is, and unfortunately, there's a lot of like greenwashing and misinformation around this. The, the challenge is when you have a product, especially like cannabis, um, all of these films have to protect the product inside of it, right? So it's got to trap oxygen. It's got to trap moisture, UV light for certain products. You need opacity. A lot of your really, really green friendly alternatives don't necessarily meet those requirements. Sure. Um, 
And so there's a lot of things people are adding to films to operate in what I would consider a gray area. Um, and they're able to get, you know, compostable certs and things like that. And then people are throwing them in their compost piles at home and they're sitting around. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, there's like industrial compostable and at home compostable and all this. And so unfortunately, again, people are rushing in and cashing in on this. Um, and so we're, we're very big on if we're not solving the, the root problem, why bother, right? It's just a distraction. So there's some emerging technologies right now. The best technology seems to be around recyclable, um, okay. which I realize not everybody's a fan of recyclable, but in terms of green solutions, this seems to be the closest that's market ready. Um, a lot of the compostable and other type solutions, uh, at least for us, operate too much in the gray area. But I, I can tell you sure. the resin guys are finally taking this serious. Um, and I, I think we're probably 12 to 18 months out for having what we would consider a really sound you know, real deal, uh, solution. Well, I know you guys, um, I love you have this, this kind of initiative in place and you making a comment earlier about how you guys are packaging nerds. I'm sure you guys have put a lot of thought and effort into this. And that makes me excited knowing that, um, you guys were putting time into this and hopefully looking to make something that can make an impact because, uh, yeah, I think it's, you just see so much waste in the cannabis side and uh, the packaging aspect of it. And we're all, I'm always just looking to see who's going to push the envelope, who's going to take us to this next step. And so great for you guys to be, um, be the ones kind of pushing that envelope. So we appreciate that from our industry standpoint. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got, I got a warehouse full of raw materials that in theory is green that I won't ship because we think we don't think it is. <laughs> Well, I love it. It hasn't met your standard. And I love that you're not settling for the status quo. And I think this is how we improve and push the boundary is you guys have a status quo that goes beyond that. And so keep pushing it, boys. We love this. Yeah, <laughs> love yeah, yeah, we will. We got your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, how about uh, what differentiates you from your competition? Uh, you say you don't want to be a me too type company. What, uh, what makes you guys different? Yeah, good question. So we, one of the big things, um, I, I would say too, is one culturally, um, we, we really are, we're, we're a company of, of engineers, not, you know, MBAs and accountants, nothing against MBAs and accountants, but, uh, we genuinely have a passion for this stuff. Um, and I, I think that's a distinguishing factor, but another huge one for us is it, it's rare to find someone who designs and builds packaging and automation equipment, and then also designs and manufactures the bag all in house. Right, right. Um, a lot of people will sell both or they make one and distribute the other. But being able to tackle this from both ends and we're, we're really passionate about, which is why we love working with entrepreneurs. You know, an entrepreneur comes to us with, you know, they just got this cannabis product, right? They don't want to be bogged down by the details. So it gives us the ability to like engineer their total solution for them, not only on the, the package side and even, you know, the marketing and the graphic side, but also um, you know, the automation side. And we, we take a very modular approach in that you can start very entry level on like semi-automated packaging. And then we can help you scale up and reuse those incremental investments, you know, as your business scales. All right. What have you learned working in the cannabis industry that is different than other industries that you service that really separates the two? What is, what, what's something that's really that you've learned to 
kind of stood out that you uh, that cannabis just is very different than other industries you service? Yeah, I, one of the big ones is um, one the excitement level is a factor of a hundred. I would say <laughs> you, know, you, you get off the phone with someone who's you know got a gluten free granola product versus you know a cannabis operation. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Dialogues, yeah. Um, another one I, I would say is speed. Um, which, which I think kind of my earlier kind of about people getting burned on poor investments. I think that's part of it is, man, everyone just moves so quick and I love it. But I think sometimes, especially when you're, you know, planning operations and putting in packaging equipment, um, I do think it's important to step back and make sure, you know, everything is what you want it to be and et cetera, et cetera. So while I do love the excitement, um, I love talking to my cannabis guys. Um, I think sometimes it can be a little bit of a hindrance in that there can sometimes be a little lack of planning. Um, there's just this push to move forward. I call those pipe dreams. Yeah. <laughs> we see that quite a bit. Starry eyes and we got to bring them to reality sometimes. And slow I, I love it though. I love it. That, that, that's why we love entrepreneurs. And, you know, uh, obviously in, in the current state, we're not doing trade shows, but man, it's, it's so fun being at trade shows, working with startups and entrepreneurs just because of that energy. Um, I love it. I just think, you know, slowing down just a, a little bit might, might help. <laughs> Are you guys involved in trade shows or do you go to cannabis trade shows or which we ones do. do you go to? If so, we do. Yep. So we, um, locally, so we've done like MJ biz before. Um, yep. locally yep. we've done Canacon cause they come to Detroit. Um, and then, you know, we've got our eyes on some other ones, but similar to this industry, so many people flood to it. It's hard to kind of put your feelers out and decide, you know, what, what the best ones are. Um, local ones for us are a no brainer. Cause you know, it's, it's little investment. It's our people. Um, everyone's it's your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, MJ biz has, has been a staple. Um, that, that's an easy decision. So th th there's some other ones we we've been looking at and those are the industry specific shows, but you know, we also do the packaging industry shows, um, like packing show every year. Yeah. Uh, and we've been seeing a growing number of cannabis people walking those shows. Um, and then regionally, we'll do regional packaging shows like Westpac out in California, which, again, we see a lot more cannabis people walking those shows, too. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit of uh, of these trade shows that go around and it's hard to pick and choose. But I think luckily in your backyard, you have a big, big market where you are in Michigan. And obviously yep. the MJ BizCon, um, that's the major one really to get to. And Obviously, you've got your outside industry, outside of cannabis industry ones, which I'm sure are very lucrative for you guys as well. So just for our audience to know, though, they can definitely find you guys at MJ BizCon as well as uh, at the Michigan ones that are coming up. Yeah. Uh, I will say, too, it was funny at trade shows. I remember being at trade shows probably 10 years ago, and people would walk up and be very ambiguous that they needed a bag. <laughs> I, you know, I know what you're I, talking about. They're talking about a machine, like, you know, I got this product. It's really sensitive. I need to be really accurate and like, Dude, it's cannabis. That's fine. <laughs> we, we, we can talk about this, you know? I love it. Yeah. All right. We need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue talking with Philip Harrison, principal of Durapack. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. 
Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Cutting Edge of Cannabis now continues only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I've got Philip Harrison here with DuraPack. So, Philip, how has COVID-19 impacted your business in cannabis and or outside of cannabis with your business? Yeah, it was, you know, for, for any business owner, uh, it's a very scary thing when a, a pandemic or something unprecedented hits. So, um because you know we we had the just the the overall potential business impact and then we're we're very family oriented within our culture so we know everybody's you know families and kids and making sure they're all taken care of um fortunately in a pandemic being able to serve the food and cannabis industry um you know not only made us essential but in parts of the business uh, actually saw a surge in business especially on like the flexible packaging side um a lot of people that were relying on like imported pouches and things like that could no longer no longer get them. That's right. Yeah. So we actually um, made a lot of internal enhancements into our operation and our machine to expedite changeovers and increase throughput just to help um, be able to handle that extra demand uh, and kind of get people out of pinches because you know they they were expecting some container loads of bags and sure. from that mm-hmm. they never got. They have to ship their product or they got to shut their doors, you know. So we, we saw an interesting feast and famine response in that, like, on the equipment side, because it's CapEx, a lot of people panicked and put CapEx projects on hold, which yep. I told them to get. Um, then we had other industries who were, were trying to expedite their equipment because they were having record months. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> and then you had people panicking because they couldn't get bags. And one of the interesting things... I've seen talking to local cannabis guys is some of the guys that didn't need to do a lot of packaging because it was more like 
high-end deli counter type experience at the dispensary. Yeah. Yep. Now that it's home delivery and curbside, they got to pre-pack all this stuff. Um, so the labor had, will kill them. Yeah. So we've had some interesting dialogue like, hey, I went from not needing to pack. I didn't even design my facility around it. And now I got to do 5,000 jars or 5,000 bags a day. Help, you know? <laughs> Which is a great problem to have for them and for you yeah. to help. Yeah. yeah it, it's been interesting. So, um, yeah, it's definitely been interesting. What kind of new products can we see coming from you guys this year? Anything new from the equipment side or the packaging side? What, what do you guys have that may, may be exciting yeah. for us? Yeah, we, we got some cool geeky stuff in the works. Um, so we've got... Uh, Green film, you know, which we touched on easier earlier is a pretty big initiative of ours. We've got some exciting trials uh, happening in-house that if, if those pan out, we'll be able to offer some recyclable uh, cannabis packaging. Um, there's a lot happening on the bag side in terms of digital print um, to really help expedite, you know, lead time so people can reduce inventory levels. This is a very high-risk industry to hold printed material inventory because it changes so much. Um so there's a lot of cool innovations on that front to kind of bring lead times from weeks to days. Um, wow. there, there's actually a magnetic zipper that we've been helping develop. Um, so this will be especially good for, you know, maybe the, the older community that struggles opening some of these packages. Um, it's fully magnetic. Dude, I have a hard time opening these things. I mean, uh, yeah. you should watch these like, I have employees come in after work and then they went to the dispensary and they want to try something new and they'll struggle to get these packages open. It gets passed around to five of us in the office and we're like, what's going on here? Ah, we just want to see it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you got alignment issues that some people struggle with to close them. And so the cool thing about yes. this magnetic closure is it, it basically auto closes. Um, Neat. And so it has a lot of applications. Um, you know, I've, I got four little ones and they can't for the life of them seem to close a zipper. So I'm excited just to have it at my own house, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another thing we've been seeing a lot, and this is a, an equipment innovation we're working on, is um, even with digital print and, you know, low runs uh, in cannabis, there's still an enormous amount of strain and dynamic information that most people have to put on their, their pouches. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Um, there's still a lot of hand labeling being done, even on fully. Which is just silly. It's archaic. Yeah. So on our little M7 pouch machine, uh, we actually have a automatic print apply unit that will literally do like one bag in, one bag out. So even if you have highly variable information, you don't need to pre-print labels. We can tie right into your ERP system um, and print and apply that information on a label onto the bag literally the next bag out right before it's filled. Um, and that we have coming out this year, which hopefully get people out of all this archaic hand labeling. <laughs> uh, Philip, any closing remarks here as we wrap this up? No, I just, you know, this is an exciting industry. Um, we're ecstatic every day to be a part of it. And then I, I appreciate you uh, letting me come on. Thank you. You bet. Philip Harrison, principal of Durapack. Thanks for getting on today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cutting Edge of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Us.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.